problem. This little baby in a manger was the answer to all of our problems. You see, really, we want to be good, but we can't. We want to love God, but we can't. We want to love our families, but we can't. We, we want to love our children properly, but we can't. We want to not sin, but we can't. We want to not get depressed, but we can't. We want to not get angry, but we can't. Because why? Because in every human being is this sinful nature that we were actually born into through Adam and Eve. And all through history, right up to this point of time that this little baby came, mankind wrestled with himself. And mankind wrestled with God. And God wrestled with mankind. He pleaded with them over and over again, will you please just worship me? I want to love you. I want to bless you. I want to show you how to live good lives. I've given you my laws. I've given you my commandments. If you could just keep these, and it would be right. You'd be right. It would go well with you. But we tried and we tried and we couldn't. And so we offered sacrifices for our sin and we, you know, we, we, we had to kill animals and shed blood for our sin and so that God would forgive us. And there was this whole cycle of, Ask for forgiveness, then go and sin. And ask for forgiveness, then go and sin. And ask for forgiveness and turn our back on God. And plead to God and turn our back on God. And God would bless us and we walk away from Him. This is mankind's struggle. This is the struggle of mankind. And then, here's God wanting to love His people. And His people wanting to love Him. And this dilemma... That we have this void between us, this chasm of sin that separates us from a holy God. And so God sent His only Son to be a sacrifice for sin for all time. For your sin, for my sin, for our complacency, for our confusion, for our depression, for our sickness, for our suffering. so that we would be connected with God again as his children. Jesus Christ, the one time, the one and only sacrifice for all sin, for all men, for all time. That's what Christmas is about. So no wonder there was this great, um, what's the word? Invasion of heaven. Angels turned up on the scene. Why did angels turn up on the scene? Why were there angels with trumpets? Why were there angels heralding the coming of the king? Why was there a star in the sky that said, this is the greatest day for mankind ever? That this little baby is the promise. This little baby is the one who will set us all free. And by believing in Him, we can love God and He can love us. Amen? Jesus died as a sacrifice for our sin, this little baby. That's how profound it is. When you open your Christmas gifts, remember that. Remember that. Amen?
It says in Matthew 13:17, For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. What we have through the birth of this little baby is something that mankind has longed for, longed to see, longed to hear. This child that brings salvation to the world is something that mankind has longed for, and we have it. We have it. We have it. It is the greatest gift that you have been given. Christmas. Open Jesus. Open the gift that you have of Jesus and don't close him up in a box and open your other gifts, but open the gift that Jesus is to you this Christmas. He's amazing. Let's have a look at the story. Luke 1, 26 to 35. I'm just going to read you some scripture. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. But Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. Today, today, because of the birth of Jesus Christ, God is saying to you, do not be afraid. You are highly favoured by God. You have found favour with God through Jesus Christ. When you believe in Him, when you believe in the Son of God, and all you have to do is believe. See, you don't have to, you don't have to now tick all the boxes like the Old Testament. You don't have to sacrifice animals. You don't have to cut yourself up. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to live in guilt and condemnation and shame. But because of this little baby, the one-time sacrifice for all mankind for all time, all you have to do is believe. Believe and you will be saved. Just believe. Just believe. All you have to do is open the gift. Jesus Christ has been given to you as a free gift. And all you've got to do is open it and say thank you. You don't have to pay a price for this gift. There is no price. You don't have to get your credit card out. You don't have to get your wallet out. You don't have to go into debt for this gift. It is free. All you've got to do is receive it open it, say thank you. It's free to every man, woman and child for all time. And then it goes on to say, you'll be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Once you believe in Jesus Christ, you have joined into a kingdom that never ends. There is no death in Jesus Christ. Christians do not die. They close their eyes, open their eyes and they're in another kingdom. 
And right now on earth, you can live in the realm of another kingdom. You don't have to live in the realm of suffering and and pain and shame and defeat. But you can live in the realm of the kingdom of God through this free gift that's been given to you if you just believe. Amen? And Mary said, how shall this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin, and the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You might be saying to God, how can this be? You might be just like Mary say, how can this be? You know, I'm just a sinner. How can this be that this Son of God would die for me? How can this be? How can it be that he would love me? I have nothing lovable about me. If you really knew who I was, Jesus, in the quiet places in my own mind, you would have never come to this earth to be born, to live a life and to die a horrendous death for me. If you knew me, how can this be? I am just a sinner. But the angel said to her, look at the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the Holy One, born of God, shall be called the Son of God. I want to say to you today, when you believe, when you open your gift, when you receive it and you say thank you, the power of the Most High will come upon you, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will be able to do all the things you always dreamed of doing. You'll you'll be able to live a life you always wanted to live. You'll be able to love the way that you want to love. You'll be able to raise your kids the way you wanted to raise your kids. You'll be able to make a difference in a a world that doesn't understand love because the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will empower you to live according to God's ways. Amen. He said that my laws are no longer written on pages, but they are written on your heart. I've written my laws on your heart and I will move you to keep them. I will move you by love, not by laws and rules and regulations, but I'll move you by love to keep them. Because it's all about love, this kingdom that we speak of. This child that was born was all about love. But God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen? John 3.16 Today, if you're already a Christian, I want to say this to you. Let the Holy Spirit overshadow you this Christmas. Let the power of God come upon you this Christmas. Amen. Because wherever Jesus is, the Holy Spirit is attracted to. See, Jesus was being impregnated into Mary when the Holy Spirit came upon her. Be impregnated with Jesus this Christmas more and more. Let him grow inside of you. Let him stand up on the inside of you. Let him use your hands to touch people. Let him use your eyes to look at people. Let him use your mouth to speak to people. Let him use your heart to love mankind, to love those family members that are difficult, like the mother-in-laws. Yeah. 
you got a good deal with me. I, and you even you aren't even signed up yet, so you just better be careful. Amen. Andrew knows he's long term. He's long term. He says I'm stuck with her. No, he didn't. He said I love you. I love you, Mum, didn't you? And I love this because when this angel comes to Mary, and this is an incredible statement that he's making, this angel, because he's saying to Mary, you're going to get pregnant with Jesus and you're a virgin, but it's going to happen. And she knows that this means that she will probably be cast out, that she'll be persecuted, that she'll be judged, that she will lose friends. Amen? But she doesn't even have to think about it too much. Because it's like she's being offered life, extraordinary life, or ordinary life. And see, when the choice is there between extraordinary life and ordinary life, I would choose extraordinary life over friends and people, and I would take judgment, I would take criticism for that. If I knew that my life was going to make a difference to mankind, I would be willing to step out and say, I believe in Jesus Christ and I will follow him with all my heart, soul, mind and strength because it's worth it. And Mary says this, she says, Luke 1, 46 to 55, Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in my Saviour for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. Today, why don't you stick your name in there? Just put that scripture up again, please. And I want you to say, instead of saying, and Mary said, I want you to say, and Katrina said. And I want you to say, and Richard said. And Phil said, and then I want you to say this scripture out loud. You ready? You've got to stick your name in there, all right? And Julie said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Amen. Give yourself a clap because that's you. Amen. His mercy extends from generation to generation. There's some more good news right there. How beautiful do you think it is for me not being raised as a Christian person having no idea of who Jesus was or Christianity in my home and raised in, a, in, a, in difficult situations and then finding Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour at 21 years old through an encounter with him, through seeing the face of Jesus, through him speaking to me directly and calling me to follow him. And I'm telling you, I'm like Mary. I'm like, whoa. I'm just, yeah, I'm there. Everything I have, you know, boots and all, I'm in. And I just went for it in Jesus Christ. You know, not thinking then 
that this is going to affect my children and my children's children. Not even thinking about that right then. But now I look back nearly 30 years later. 30 years since I saw his face. 30 years since I accepted him. And every year, every year, every year, every year, every day, every second with him gets better and better and better and better. It's like the most incredible romance you could ever have. It's the greatest story ever told, they say. And I have it. I have it inside of me. But now I look and there's my children this morning, four daughters in the house of God, worshipping God. Here's my son-in-laws and son-in-law, maybe to be. And... Yes. It depends why you buy me for Christmas, actually. We're judging it tomorrow. Okay. And my grandchildren, my grandchildren are in the house of God. And this morning, my little two-year-old granddaughter is sitting in the front row, singing Silent Night with the choir, with a beautiful look on her face. And Andrew sent me a video this week. And, you know, there's a song that we sing in church called In the Name of the King. In the Name of the King. Oh, it's a beautiful song. It's about Jesus. And he sent me a video and he had that song playing at home. And he took a video of Joey and she's just in her own world, two years old, and she's going... Like worshipping God. Worshipping God with her little body. And it's like... And I remember, Jesse, stand up. Yeah, turn around, turn around, wave. I remember looking at Jessica when she was two or three years old doing the same thing. She used to get into this zone where we had worship music playing on our house all the time. And this one day I had worship music playing in the house and it was coming right out the front door. And I was wondering where Jessica was and I went out the front and there on the grass out the front yard, she was like this. Just like this. I walked out, I said, Jessica, she didn't hear me. And I got a photo of it. I got a photo of it, like, and she was like this. It was the most amazing moment because she was like in this place that I wouldn't even touch. It was so holy, so beautiful. I didn't even want to disturb her. I just looked at her with tears in my eyes and I said, Thank you, Jesus, that your mercy extends from generation to generation. How beautiful is it that we open this gift... And it's like this never-ending gift. It just keeps unfolding. It just keeps happening. It just keeps getting larger and more grand and more beautiful. Every day, every year, every moment with Him, it changes our lives forever. Is that good? So let's have a look at this story. So in Luke 2... We see that Joseph and Mary were called because of a census to Bethlehem. And we'll just pick it up in verse 5. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Do you know there's still no room? in the inn for Jesus in many people's lives, in many people's homes. How sad that the Son of God who gave his very life for us is still told there's no room in the inn. There's no room in the inn for you. 
Let's embrace him this season. Amen. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Do you understand what good news means now as I've shared this with you? The angel says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. This isn't just good news. This is great news. In fact, this is the news mankind has been waiting to hear since the beginning of time. I bring you great news, the angel says. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, can you imagine that? Can you imagine right now? There are a company of hosts right now. There's angels right now in this room. You can't even see them. But because I'm speaking about Jesus, they can't help but sing. And they're singing right now, right now, right now. They're singing in harmony right now and they're singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. The angels are saying to you this morning, peace to you because the favour of God rests on you. Amen. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed. This gift is not for you to keep. It's not a gift for you to just put under under a bed and, and keep it. It's not for you. The Bible says don't hide your light under a bushel, but bring it out and let everyone see it. These shepherds went and said, let us tell everybody about what we have seen, what we have heard. This is the greatest news to mankind. Amen. And it says, but Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. Don't forget this Christmas. In all the rush and the stress and, you know, all your mums and ladies and all the cooking, you know, all the stuff, all the presents, Don't forget to treasure up these things in your heart and ponder on them. Just every now and again, just in between presents, just take a breath and go, wow, I mean, this perfume is amazing. But this is about opening the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to put this perfume on. I'm going to smell beautiful because I feel happy. But this is about Jesus. Amen. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, it was time to circumcise him. Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead. (laughs) He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time of purification, so this is now, they're taking him now to be circumcised at the temple. And in verse 25, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the fulfillment of the promise. There was a man called Simeon who was a prophet. 
and he'd been waiting and he'd been waiting and he had felt the Lord had told him that you will not die until you see the promise fulfilled. And here he is waiting. And it says he, he would, it would, it, whoops, sorry, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. Can you imagine what it was like for Simeon right now? What it's like for the world right now? They're being moved right now. The whole world is being moved because they know, they know that we're, at, we're coming to a place of crisis in mankind where we need an answer. You have the answer this morning. Amen? Nearly finished. Nearly finished. This is a beautiful point. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts and the parents brought the child to do to him what was customary of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, You now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Today, right now, why don't you embrace Jesus in your arms as you stand to your feet right now? As every eye is closed, why don't you embrace Jesus right now? You know, as Simeon, he took the child in his arms. Today, why don't you just take Jesus in your arms? Those of you who are Christians, lift your hands. Those who aren't, just embrace him in your heart right now. Embrace the Son of God right now. And realize this, that this message is this. Today, your eyes have seen salvation. Amen. Today. If you have seen his salvation, embrace it and praise God. If your eyes have not yet seen his salvation, I pray that your eyes be opened and you too would see Jesus. Every eye closed across the room, no one moving. I pray that you would see him as a promise, not just a child in a manger. I pray that you would see him as the saviour of the world, hanging on a cross to cleanse and forgive you of all sin. And I pray that you would see him as the risen king, glorious and ruling from heaven. Christmas, because Jesus was born, you have favor with God. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. Your generations will be blessed. You have peace. But the greatest gift of all is that you have salvation. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just thank you right now. Lord, we just lift up your holy name. Jesus, we lift up your holy name in this place. I'm just going to play this track. And I wonder if we can just ponder on what I've said just for the moment. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Graham. Turn it up, please. Take a minute, just close your eyes, just have a minute with him.
open it today and we want to keep opening it. We want to keep seeing every facet of your love for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.